lovely listeners, and welcome to a special mini-episode of Wildcat Crime, the monthly podcast dedicated to taking a closer look at some of the most infamous crimes to occur at the University of Arizona and within the Wildcat community. Brought to you by the Daily Wildcat and Camp Student Radio. My name is Vanessa Ontiveros, and I'll be your host. Later this November, we'll be releasing our second episode. However, I don't want you to have to wait a whole month for another installment of this show. So I decided to release a section from my interview with UA lecturer Dennis Wise, who appeared in the first episode on the haunting of Maricopa Residence Hall. As a refresher, Dennis currently teaches an English class at the UA entitled Non-Human Subjects, Monsters, Aliens, Ghosts, and Others. During our interview, I asked him about the connection between violence and ghost stories. In my experience, ghost or spirit characters often meet violent ends, such as Two-Tooth Gertie, who was supposedly shot and killed by a fellow dancer. However, this violence isn't often commented on. It's just part of the story. I asked Dennis about this, and his answer was fascinating, but didn't quite fit into the final episode. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't get to hear it. So, without further ado, here is his answer. Enjoy. Well, one is that it's a very convenient plot device, um, especially post-enlightenment, um, where we have a scientific, tend to have a scientific view of the world. There's really no room for superstition. So then if you're going to write a ghost story, you have to explain how, that kind of, how ghosts came along. People just don't automatically assume ghosts exist. And so you kind of like need some sort of plot device or idea where it says, how do we subvert the laws of nature so much that there's something supernatural can enter? And usually something violent, something horrible. Um, it's usually a, a way to go. A lot of ghost stories have this revenge element. Um, you want to seek revenge for something that happened to you in life, or you had an unfulfilled destiny that was horribly went awry. Like the movie Ghost we mentioned with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Again, that's a ghost seeking revenge. Uh, we like the ghost, we hope the ghost wins, but it's still, it's one of those instances where we need some sort of reason for the ghost to exist, because we tend not to believe in ghosts. Now, one thing that's interesting is there's a pretty strong association just with ghosts and violence in general. Probably the father of modern ghost stories is this guy named M.R. James. He was an English writer in the 19th, um, 19th century. Um, very famous for his ghost stories. The BBC still does adaptations of his work. But he had this central element that he thought all ghost stories, the ghost should be an odious and frightening creature. And so there is a strong, because it's usually just not enough that you see the supernatural in a story and you're frightened. I mean, people are a little too savvy for that nowadays. Uh, the ghost not only has to be supernatural, but he has to be terrifying in some way. So either a violence or a threat of violence is a way to get that good, you know, goosebumps type of feel that you want. Now, it's also worth keeping in mind, you can think of exceptions to anything. Um, the most famous, probably, probably the most famous ghost story of all time, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Which, I don't know, people don't really think about that as a ghost story. Yeah, but you have three ghosts there. Christmas past, Christmas future, Christmas present. There's no violence in the story. So that's the case where you have a ghost story that's not horror, that's not violent. Um, but it is true that a lot of ghost story, ghost story writers do like to go for that scary element. Some are more gore-ridden than others, but most ghost story writers do like the horror element. 
but not all ghost stories have to, have to be violent. It's just a pretty easy plot device to explain why things are the way they are. for listening to this first mini-sode of Wildcat Crime. If you liked it and want to hear more from us in the future, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, and tell your friends. And follow us on social media. We're at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Wildcat Crime Pod. Feel free to message us with questions, comments, or episode ideas. You can also reach us by emailing Vanessa O at dailywildcat.com. This episode was researched, written, recorded, and edited by yours truly, Vanessa Ontiveros. Copy edited by Corey Ryan Arnold. Content edited by Jasmine Demers. Recorded in Camp Studios. Our logo was designed by Nick Trujillo. Our music was Ghost Dance by Kevin MacLeod. Special thanks to everyone at Camp Student Radio. Special thanks to everyone at The Daily Wildcat. And a very special thanks to Dennis Wise for appearing on the podcast. Once again... Thank you for listening. This has been Wildcat Crime. Till next time.